Brenna. Hi, Maureen. What's up? I burnt burnt my wrist and it's itchy now. I'm trying not to itch it. It's like all covered and bandage, but it's just like I want to itch it. <laughs> um, that's rough, bud. It is. It's the roughest thing I've ever been through, probably. Probably this year. <laughs> probably the hardest thing I've been through this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing else that happened this year that can compare <laughs> to burning my wrist while I was making pizza. I didn't. I made Lebkuchen for the first time, um, otherwise known as the German uh, cookies that take like three weeks to make. Um, yeah, not really. You you can. You're supposed to make the dough, let it rest for up to two days, and then. Uh, you, you can put it in an airtight container with little appy slices uh, for two weeks. Um, but oh, yeah, because the the moisture from the apple softens the cookie. They're kind of like gingerbread, but better. Um, basically, I'm All trying right. to recapture the gingerbread that I had when I was in Germany, and I've try I'm trying a couple different recipes because American gingerbread just does not compare. Um, it does not hit the same. No, because it's hard, and and gingerbread over in Germany was soft, like it's mm. like it's like a chewy cookie. It's not a crisp cookie. So, um, I I don't what I've made is not like what I had, but I like it a lot. It, it's basically just they're just crisp. That's what matters. Yeah. Anyway, um, how about you? What's up with you? Not much, honestly. All right. Have you read anything? I have actually. I'm reading a very fun book called The Bone Houses by Emily Lloyd-Jones. Mm. And it has got... Bones? Is, well, it's got zombies. And houses? And it's... Well, it has... No, well... Mm, it's the coolest name for zombies that I've ever heard, and it is Bone Houses. They call, oh, cool. they call it a bone house. That's what they call zombies, and it's so cool. That's that's cooler Love than any name I know for zombies because sometimes they just call them something so dumb. It's like just call them zombies. <laughs> I don't even think zombies but is like, copyrighted. I don't so I don't know why people do that. No, I guess it's for um, a universe where zombies aren't a known thing usually, and then but it's like, oh, what do we call them? We don't have the word zombie in our vocabulary. I feel like that's so hard to do. I would just have a world where zombies exist in fiction, too. So, yeah. So, this girl's a grave digger. Like, that's her profession. Oh, that's a terrible career to have. <laughs> but, I mean, she's made it so far, so. Yeah. And, um, so, I mean, this is, like, this is, like, a, like, a fantasy, like, take, takes place. This is, like, a, like, a fantasy, like, kind of medieval Mm. Oh, it's not a bad career, thing. guys. You can be a ditch digger, and I respect you. I'm just saying, like, in oh, yeah. this situation, not you great. You put them in the ground, and they just keep popping back up. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I would what be like, what are you supposed to do? Well, in a way, she never runs out of work. <laughs> well, yeah, so, and then this, like, map maker comes to town, and he's like, I want to map these mountains. I want to map these magic mountains. Bad make time, the best King. map ever. You gotta... We're, we're going through a really rough thing. I suppose, like, setting it during, like, medieval times would be a great time to have not have the word zombie. Yeah, and exactly. And bone houses so kind of fits, like, because I feel like we used longer, bigger words for stuff. Yeah. We're like, mm, the bone, four humors, bone house. my bile. 
Yeah. And it's, it's, um, well, and I'm actually listening to the audiobook. I actually picked it up because it's narrated by Maura Quirk, who mm-hmm. does, you know, the Gideon. Yeah. Ser- the, yeah. the Lock Tomb series. So mm-hmm. that's, that's how I found it. And it's, it's fun. It's fun. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. How about you? Have you read anything? No, but do you guys want to know where I am on my, on my mental health journey for this 2022? Sure. I've re-downloaded Neko Atsume. <laughs> That's so great. Um, And, well, I will say it also, I, I'm at that period where, I don't know, where I just have this, like, time where I just start randomly downloading apps to try and fill the void. Um, and yeah. uh, a different one I found, a very pleasant one I found, it's called, um, I think it's Secret Forest Cats. Um, I think I've seen at, I think I've seen that in the store. It's like you'd probably like this. It, it, you, yeah, I've had it that way too. And I was like, you know what? If I'm re-downloading Neko Atsume, I might as well d- uh, download this other like um, pretty much. It, uh, what do they call it? Like uh, when you're not really actively playing the game. Um, mm, um, there is a word for that, but I can't. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, though. Words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was just like, okay, cool. And it's nice. You have like a little cabin in the forest and, um, you scroll over to one side and you have like a little tree you collect wood from. You like a little, you use the sticks to make different cat toys and furniture from, and you can also fish. And by fishing, you get little things to build different things, but also fish for the cats. Um, yeah, obviously. And the cats eat some fish and they hang out. And um, after they've hung out for a while and you've tapped them, eventually they'll have a little animation. Um, my favorite guy so far has been Tushy, who had who showed yeah. up when I got a cat scratcher. Um, and he makes this noise that's just like... Like a very, like, if you have a cat, Aww. that's the noise cats makes. And it reminds me a lot of uh, Jinx. Um, there's another cat that has meow just like Jinx. Their, their meows are very interesting because they sound... Um, like they're all they're all they're not just like meow meow they all like make different cat noises and um but tushy i finally got him to turn around and like do his little animation because he's visited me often enough and to figure out why his name is tushy he shows you his butthole <laughs> he doesn't fully turn around Beautiful. he just lifts up his butt and he's like what's up and he turned he chose his face too but i'm like oh that's why he's called tushy <gasps> and i will say the background music is so relaxing i fell asleep to it the other day oh i I went nice. on the, only one of they have like three songs. Only one of the songs is on YouTube, but um, I was just like, "This is good. This is some good." Can you change the name of the cats in this one? No, they. Because I know in Neko Atsume you can. No, they they have set names, um, but they have a good variety of names. Like, okay, like I I would. Well, my challenge my challenge to you in Neko Atsume is to uh, name them warrior cats names, of course. I'll, I'll, we'll see. Also, folks, actually, I do have something to say. Hey, Maureen, yeah? why is it every time you send me a Christmas gift, it is something that involves uh, one of my favorite cats that just died? Last year, you sent me... Oh, did I? Well, no, maybe last year or a couple years ago, you sent me Blue Star, like, right after she had died. Yeah. And I was like, cool, sick. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and then this year, I get a little... 
of like three cinder pelts because I think I think the artist must have included an extra cinder pelt. I'm pretty sure that extra one was cinder pelt too because they're like, oh, there's two cinder probably. pelts here. Hey, thanks, climb. They they, <laughs> they probably like cinder pelts, so I'll throw a little extra bonus cinder pelt in here. Um, I like how when I was trying to name them, I got them so wrong because I forgot cinder pelts. You got them so wrong. I was doing bad. The first but try, but I you... got them the second try because I I you made a comeback. I like sent out the list and I l- looked and I was like, wait a minute, leaf pool's not gray. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> cinder pelt. Congratulations. Anyway, thank you for the gift. It was very cute. Yes. Um. Uh, should we should we get back to the trauma? Yeah, let's get back to the trauma because I'm Amber Hart. I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Something I noticed um, about uh, Stormfur and Brooke is um, yeah. they totally did this unintentionally, but they're doing the um, relative or friend of the family uh, comes by and helps after a loss thing. Like they, yeah, they brought a casserole and it meant to be like, "Hey, nice to see you." Casserole ended up being, um, "Oh my god, everything's broken and people are dead." Casserole, and they're just like, "Let's do some yard work." You know what? Hey, you know what? Don't worry about us. We're gonna do some yard work. Don't hey, don't even worry. We can get our own food. Like there, I just love. I I think I still think something's happening in the tribe of rushing water. Um, I wonder, like, is Brooke pregnant? Do like I don't know. I'm like thinking like maybe like the tribe of rushing waters. They're like when you are under one moon pregnant, you got to go on a journey, and they're like, you know what? Great time to visit your family. <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe maybe they just had a fight about where to spend the holidays <laughs> what holiday <laughs> i don't know it is i suppose i mean i don't know i guess i'm just like suspicious because they like shared a look and we're like we wanted to see where you guys ended up where i'm just like what happened <laughs> like what could have possibly happened you were the chosen one like i mean your sister was the chosen one but like eh. Everyone thought everyone thought it was you. If they were traveling for a month, like we've only been here for like not very like a maybe two months. Like Yeah, so it's like You did not last long up there, bud. He was only there for like a month after everyone left and he was like, I gotta I suppose he was there by himself, then people came back and were like, We're dying. He's like, Oh wow, that's oof. Um, here's some food. I I hope you guys, like, hope you find your dad. (laughs) Like, you know. (laughs) Yeah. He seemed to get along with the in-law as well, so I don't know. Anyway, that's... We have other... We have bigger fish to fry, literally, than trying to figure out why these two newlyweds are here. Um, Let's see how Leafpool's doing. It's a very depressing honeymoon, I just realized, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, Leafpool. I, I'm sure you're emotionally stable right now. Leafpool opens her eyes. She had been asleep. She was crouched next to Cinderpelt's body. 
Firestar is next to her, eyes narrow as if lost in the memories of the cat who had once been his apprentice. I know I wanted this, but it hurts now that I have it. (laughs) Dawn is breaking. Leafpool opens her jaws to try and draw in the last of her beloved mentor's scent, but all she tastes is death. She'd come to sit vigil after treating the injured cats, but exhaustion had overwhelmed her and she'd fallen asleep. I couldn't even stay awake for you, she thinks despairingly. I'm actually really surprised she was able to sleep. I mean, it's fine, honey. You were... To be fair, you know, and like emotionally exhausting. She was going through it. Like she's like, I'm gonna, yeah, run. And I'm gonna give up the love of my life. Oop, my mentor died. Like that's. I'm glad she was able yeah. to get some sleep, and I feel like Cinderpelt would be like, um, health and wellness first. We don't ask sick cats to yeah. sit vigil. And you know what? She's sitting next to her dad, who definitely fell asleep during Blue Star's vigil. So, like, he gets it. <laughs> yeah, so I, f- I feel like he's like, I'm, hey, honey, listen, like, it's, it happens. You think half like, those cats are up, up there watching, vi- like, keeping vigil? You think any of them didn't, like, fall asleep or microsleep exist? I mean, we don't know about it, but it does. <laughs> but she's had a long, she's had a very long couple yeah, we days, don't need, honestly. I think so we it's like, this, girl. Honey, we let this one go. Let's not compound this yep. guilt that you're already drowning in let's drown in more guilt she thinks about the dream of hearing cinderpelt cry out in pain as the badger struck her she should have stayed and the guilt tears at her i don't disagree with you i think it would have happened either way but leafpool was back and her thoughts were still haunted by crow feather and um i quote i quote right here the glow in his amber eyes when he told her how much he loved her and you know what his eyes are blue. So, see, girl, you're already forgetting him. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Aaron, well, I that's mean, it, this is the authors. No, this is 100% on the authors. They they uh, mess up eye colors all the time. Where's the character so. Bible? Go on the wiki. I mean, I know right? it was like, this was written in 2007, so the wiki, none of this existed. But, like, shoot, that's like... um. That is embarrassing. Oh, it happens all the time. Just wait till we get to series four with the whole, uh, with the whole eye debacle, eye color debacle. Oh, God. Basically, it's like, well, her eyes could be anything because it's all three colors I mentioned. Like, can't we, can't we just. Maybe we just like make up a, a, like a hazel, like we just smash in a a gray, no, hazel's already kind of green. Um. Yeah, hazel. It's yellow, green, and brown. What color is hazel? Maybe I actually don't know what hazel eyes are. I think hazel is like a green brown. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you add in blue or yellow, like technically that's, or or hey guys, maybe they have that thing where you have two different eye colors, and yeah, heterochrome and Mia. Yeah, and one of them is and one of them is like a hazily color so i don't know i don't know what the debacle yeah. is we haven't gotten there yet <laughs> we'll get there one day so leafpool had been faced with a terrible choice but she knew that her heart belonged here leafpool had given up crowfeather she'd lost cinderpelt 
and all that was left was her duty to her clan. Kind of a... Kind of a... I got the short end of the stick there, huh? Yeah. Cats are beginning to stir around camp. The elders will come and take the body soon. Leafpool touches her muzzle against Cinderpelt's shoulder, brushing against her soft gray fur. She closes her eyes and tries to sense her spirit. But above her, the warriors of Star Clan are disappearing with the sun. Cinderpelt, Leafpool thinks, tell me you're still with me. And she tries to imagine herself padding along the stars, but doesn't smell her. Had Cinderpelt rejected her because she left ThunderClan with Crowfeather? She, you literally she saw kn- her a couple hours ago. You saw her spirit with, for some reason, uh, Spotted Leaf. Um, which doesn't make sense because that absolutely wasn't her mentor. Her mentor was Yellowfang. Once again, where's Yellowfang? Um, <laughs> beep, beep, get in the car, girl. Yeah, so, like, um, I don't... You, she has such a weird way of interpreting, like, the most... She interprets things in the least generous way possible towards herself. And StarClan's yeah. like, absolutely, what? This has <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with you. We just try to tell you that there's maybe, like, poison somewhere. I. Well, would she never hear her mentor's voice again? Not even in her dreams? Cinderpelt, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, she silently cried. Don't leave me alone like this. What's that f- catastrophizing? She's catastrophe. She catastrophe. Uh, I mean, usually cat catastrophizing. Yeah, I mean, usually <laughs> the the I we don't often get um uh like visions for like pleasant things. Like you don't get a vision like, hey, someone's gonna have four babies. Like no one warned us about that. Um. Oh well, hey, buckle up. Hold on, I don't start driving oh. yet. I just wanted to say, I just feel like she she tends to catastrophize everything Stark Clan does. Like Stark Clan could sneeze, and she'd be like, <gasps> "A plague!" And they're like, "No, we got stardust in our brains." <laughs> well, Longtail's voice interrupts her silent prayer. He's saying that he can manage. He doesn't need to see to carry his clanmates. And Mousefur agrees. Of course, he doesn't. They'll carry them together. Don't worry. Yeah, Thornclaw comes up to sit for his body. Break. He, 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 right? he was ready to like take down a badger last episode. He did take down badgers. So I think we get him back in the rotation and maybe we start to unlearn some of our ableism. Thornclaw comes up to sit for his body and pushes his nose into his former apprentice's fur. Leafpool tells him that he taught soot fur well. He died bravely. Rainwhisker joins the cats around the bodies, and Leafpool warns him to take it easy on his leg. He nods and asks Mousefur if he can help, and Mousefur allows it. When did you get back, Leafpool? I like how no one besides Mousefur has been like, wait a minute. (laughs) Mousefur and Rainwhisker take Sootfur's body, while Longtail and Goldenflower carry Cinderpelt. Squirrelflight is by her side, and Leafpool leans against her. The clan bows their heads as the bodies are carried out of camp. Once they're gone, Firestar starts organizing patrols. Squirrelflight turns to Brambleclaw, and they head back to the warrior's den, their pelts brushing. 
Leafpool had thought they weren't close anymore. Yeah, I just, I feel like I had that reaction too. It took me a second to remember what happened. Um. Well, she sees Ashfur, and he's watching too, and she's shaken by the look of fury in his eyes. Oh, God. Fear for her sister sweeps through Leafpool. And she remembers Tigerstar with his sons in that dark forest. And Leafpool isn't sure Brambleclaw is strong enough to resist his father's treacherous prompting. Please, God, Leafpool, tell someone about this. Should she tell Squirrelflight about the dream? Yes. But she has too much to do. Oh. And it's not her job to interfere with relationships. It is your Besides, job. But it's your job to tell your dad that you had a vision of his undead nemesis talking to his adoptive, but not really, not take out adoptive. It makes it weird. His son-in-law, basically. That's... Besides, it hadn't been a dream from Star Clan, so she wasn't really sure what it meant. Oh, my God. Instead... Instead, she goes to check Ashford's wounds. His eyes are still glittering with anger, beep, 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 beep. still staring after Squirrel Flight. <laughs> Cinderpell, please come back. Cinderpell. We, you don't understand. She, Cinderpell. She's dumb, Your Honor. You, I'm you sorry. Did, you did a good job training her. You did a great job with the herbs and stuff. But like the common sense thing. No, I know that can't be trained, but you have to come back. <laughs> anyway, let's have a very uncomfortable moment with Ashfur, I guess. Well, his wounds are healing well. She offers poppy seeds, but he declines. And that's about it. I want to feel this pain. Awkward. Brightheart asks her if she'd like her to gather more herbs. Brambleclaw said she could take Whitepaw to help. And Whitepaw looks very nervous, as if she's afraid the woods could be full of badgers. Oh, not okay, but like but super need- fair. She had like a really terrifying moment. Yeah, <laughs> they need a lot of marigold, and Brightheart knows a good place to find some. Thanks, Star Clan. It's New Leaf, and Leafpool feels a flood of gratitude towards Brightheart. And a flood of guilt of how she'd been afraid Brightheart was trying to take her place. Well, she tells Brightheart that it's a good thing Cinderpelt taught her so well. Leafpool really needs her help right now. And Brightheart glows and beckons Whitepaw out of camp. It was a very sweet thing to say. Yeah. I mean, in the she should feel guilty of how she treated her because, like, people treat Brightheart terribly for things she can't control. Um, yeah. But, yeah. That was a very, very kind thing to say, especially since Cinderpaw was her sister. Yeah. In the medicine den, Birchkit is stirring, and she's more worried about him than anyone else. He's young and doesn't have the same strength of a full-grown cat to recover from serious wounds. She wants to check his eye. It's red and puffy. He's lucky he didn't lose it. Leafpool puts more marigold on it and tells him to try and sleep. I was, I was going to say, in reality, kids tend to bounce back pretty good, but not cu- after being having the crap beat out of them by multiple badgers. So, yeah, um, I I would be concerned, too. And I'm I cannot. I just when she described that, all I can imagine he got stung by a bunch of bees. I know that's not <gasps> what happened, but next Leafpool is 
uh, off to the nursery with some borage for Sorrel Tail. Woofta. Busy, busy day. Yeah. On her way, Stormfur and Brooke come back laden with prey, and Leafpool cannot remember the last time she ate. She is starving, so she stops to eat. Spiderleg and Ashfur come over. Spiderleg dips his head awkwardly and says, It's good to have you back. <laughs> Leafpool is just as embarrassed as he is, but says, <laughs> It's good to be back as well. <laughs> And she also tells Ashfur that Birchpaw needs a few days rest. Um, and Ashfur I'm promises to come visit him later. I'm gonna think Spiderleg mm-hmm. is my favorite uh, Thundercat, Thundercat, Thunderclan cat right now. I think I, I chose. I think I'm gonna continue to choose ones that aren't main characters just to keep them safe. Me, yeah. me, Golden Flower, and Spiderleg are gonna hang out, and um, when they die, it hopefully won't be, like, a horrific, horrific, terrifyingly traumatic death. Even though we've had that sometimes with background characters. I'm just gonna hope over yeah. here that my little side characters <laughs> will be safe. In the nursery, Daisy's kits are playing, and they're pretending to be driving out badgers. Oh Daisy God. tells them that if they want to play rough, they need to go outside. I'm just... Sorreltail's kits are tiny. Sorry, I just, I love those kits so much, and I I know Daisy's planning on leaving, Um, but, like, man. Barry Kit says they'll be apprentices soon, and Daisy says nothing, but Leafpool sees the uncertainty in her eyes. Barry Kit greets Leafpool. He asks where she's been. They missed her. Is her friend from WinClan gonna stay with us? (laughs) You know what? Daisy, shh. Daisy, actually, I have a proposition for you. I have been telling these cats for years now, like literal years, that we need more careers here. I think you should be uh, head of nursery. I think you should be uh, like queen mother. I think you should be the lady who is in the nursery uh, twenty, basically 24-7 because you have enough training. I think you could defend it. And yeah, now that your kids are older, you know, I know you're like, don't think the clan is safe, but the nursery... While it can be a uh, a hot spot for danger, that mainly has to do with plot. So I'm thinking <laughs> if you're in there, it becomes less appealing, you know, because it's like, oh, yeah. big scary lady Daisy's there. I mean, who wants to mess with a bodyguard named Daisy? I wouldn't. A bouncer named Daisy? They're going to crush my skull. So yeah, I'm saying if you, if you live here... One, you don't have to go back to Horse Place, which is an embarrassingly named place to live. Um, <laughs> and uh, you get the protection of everyone here because you will you get to stay in the tender little heart of the whole clan. Everyone's going to die for you. They'll die. They'll kill for you, Daisy. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe Power. you get a like a buff. You don't have to date anyone. You don't have to date anyone, but you get a buff maybe warrior boo maybe out of it. And your kids. Unless. Unless. Squirrel Flight? Squirrel Flight could get a girlfriend. She has had too many boyfriends and not enough girlfriends, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. And Leaf will single again. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> She's like, God has taken me off the market. <laughs> She's become full nun, so. But anyway. Um, her one hand that used to belong to Crowfeather's free, I guess. Um, not really. She's like, like, still in love with him, but like, can't be with him. Whatever. Anyway, I'm just proposing to you a business opportunity and all it will cost you is possibly the lives of your three children. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's fine, right, Daisy? Yeah. But then she doesn't have to hunt. She doesn't have to be like a warrior warrior. She just like is the ultra mom. Queen mom. Queen, queen mom. And I've been saying this forever that we really need like basically like a nursery, like a daycare lady. Because too often. Yeah. Like just bad stuff happens in the nursery. Not like not like the queens are unable to defend their kids. It's just like they're in a pretty vulnerable place. They're usually recovering from <laughs> like childbirth. Yeah. Or if their kids are older, they they have like there's more kids than them. Yeah. Anyway, Daisy can just you know help all the moms. Yeah. Think about it, Daisy. Well, Daisy shushes her kit. Leafpool is busy. And Leafpool is grateful for the leaves in her mouth so she doesn't have to answer. And Daisy has, she knows what's up with having complex relationships. She's been in one. Yeah. Sorreltail asks if that's more borage. Leafpool says it is. She needs plenty of milk with four mouths to feed. Brackenfur purrs. They're worse than famished foxes. And he stares at his kits proudly. Leafpool says they're fine, healthy kits. Just what the clan needs. She misses Sorreltail's friendship. But she's a mother now. And she instructs Brackenfur to make sure that Sorreltail gets some rest. Moms need friends! Right? You don't have to not... Moms can still have friends, Leafpool. Here's the guy... Guys, I am begging you. Humans listening to this podcast. Please continue to be friends with your, uh, like, friends who become parents. They need friends. Like, and also make sure to treat, um, like, people who have children, like, people who are actively having children, don't treat them as more than incubators. Like. Yeah. Because, like, that's. Gross. I literally was about, like, before this scene happened, I was like, oh, I really hope they have, like, a cute little moment here. Um, no, gross. I didn't, that is not what I wanted. Like. <sighs> I'm sure Sorreltail wants to know how she is. I'm sure Sorreltail's dying to know what happened with Crowfeather. Like, yeah. But it's just probably taking a back burner with, like, her sister-in-law dying in front of her, the birth of her children, and the death of her brother. Yeah, and it is, like, awkward to, like, chat about it, like, right now. But I'm sure, like, she would love to have the relief of talking about something that yeah, isn't. Yeah, everybody just needs to chill a little. Everybody needs to recoup we need to, right now. Yeah, maybe in a couple of days we can get together for a hard gossip session, because yeah. I think they both could use that. But I think, I mean, what's really happening is Leafpool is fearing, feeling just very far away from everyone. I, I mean, that's, um, that's... She'd given up Crowfeather, her mentor's dead, and her best friend has a mate and kits to care for. And she was, like, ready to give up everything. I mean, not, like, really ready, because we know that was kind of, like, a delusion she was under. But, like... Yeah. I'm sure... That whole scene with Spider, like, kind of shows that she feels awkward around anyone. Yeah. And, and I'm sure with her sister, you know, realizing what the heck she's back with. Like, she feels well, distant from her, Yeah, too. that's, uh, even Squirrel Flight, who had once shared everything with Leafpool, was back with Brambleclaw again. And Leafpool wants Squirrel Flight to be happy, but she misses being closer to her than any other cat. Oh, Star Clan, she thinks, I have given up everything for you. I hope this is what you wanted. Hey, Leafpool, I do want you to know relationships are a two-way street, though. You could talk to your sister. Yeah. You could also talk to Sorreltail. 
Like, but you got to go through it, you know. I'm just saying in a couple days when you're feeling a little less traumatized or maybe even more traumatized, maybe like have a friendly chit chat with somebody. Hey, maybe talk to someone like not even, not even those guys. If that's too much, go chat with Longtail. He loves to goss. <sighs> Leafpool spent the rest of the day buried in her work. Brightheart and Whitepaw had worked tirelessly to restock the medicine supplies. All the clan's wounds had been tended. The camp was being rebuilt. Leafpool's exhausted, but she knew she wouldn't be able to sleep. Instead, she goes out and her paws take her to the lake. Memories of sneaking out to meet Crowfeather hit her as she looks at the lake. How her paws had felt so light, how she'd raced to meet him. Now she just felt heavy with grief. She settled into a nest of dry leaves and gazed into the starry surface of the lake. Oh, wait. The stars on the water are moving. This is the, this is the cover. Yeah. We're about to have a a weird vision. Well, she thought it was the wind, but the air was still. And the stars were the same as they always were in the sky. But on the lake's surface, they swam, sparkling until they clustered together in two slender paths. Leafpool gasps. They had become two sets of paw prints. And at the end of the paw prints, two cats appeared, walking away from her, stars spooling out after them. Leafpool can't make them out at first, and she expects to see Star Clan warriors. But then they grow clearer, and Leafpool can see that one is a dark tabby with broad shoulders, and the other is a smaller cat with dark ginger fur. <gasps> Wait, what? Pool's heart pounds. It's Squirrelflight and Brambleclaw. Oh. Walking away from her, side by side, their pelts brushing, and their tracks merged into a single glittering path, and they went on across the dark water until they faded into the shadows, and the stars spilled across the surface of the lake, until they match the stars in the sky once more. Star Clan. That's so mean. That's so mean. She's literally at the lake, like, thinking about her lost love, and you give her a vision of her sister being like, wow, look at this perfect, <gasps> beautiful love story. <laughs> like, that's so mean! Leafpool shivered. Star Clan must know that she had been anxious about Brambleclaw. And they must have sent this sign to show her that his destiny was so intertwined with squirrel flights that no cat could separate their paths. StarClan must approve of squirrel flights' choice for a mate. So Leafpool shouldn't have to worry about her vision of Tigerstar training his sons. No, no, please. She doesn't have to God. warn Squirrel Flight about anything. Tell your dad! It's your job now! The future now. rested in the paws of StarClan. No, it's literally your job! It's literally your job to tell him. Oh my god. If we live through this, are you just never going to tell him any vision you ever have? Is this what happens now? <laughs> I don't usually tell my dad. Cat fact? Yeah, I guess. 
I, I mean, I don't usually tell my dad the prophetic dreams I have, but my dad has asked me to stop calling him with dead pets. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I, I think I already told you guys about this, but when Dash passed away, I tried to call my mom first, but she didn't pick up, so I had to call my dad. He's like, are you kidding? Like, he started laughing. He's like, I'm so sorry I'm laughing. I'm like, no, it's funny. Like, it's funny in a, like, a really messed up way. It's fine. Um, anyway. Um, I do have a cat fact. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, happy holidays, folks. Uh, this episode is going to be out on the 28th of December. Um, and it's the perfect time to wish everyone a happy holidays, including our lovely pets. Uh, the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> More like the most dangerous. Before I get into today's cat fact, um, a couple things. Number one, we're not vets. I'm not a vet. Maureen, you're not a vet. I am not a vet. Uh, if you're concerned about your pet, specifically your cat, don't do not use this podcast, our silly podcast about magical cats, um, to diagnose your pet. Um, I've in the war in the like episode description, I've listed the animal poison control number. It's a twenty four seven hour number from by the ASPCA. I'm not sure if it's international, but. Uh, if you're outside of the U.S., look it up for your country, because I tried to look up, like, an international one, and this one just kept popping up, so, I don't know, maybe give it a call, but I, I'm not responsible for how much you're paying for that. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I've linked a lot of other resources that do a way better job than me talking about these things, and if you're concerned at all about your pet, please use those resources and a licensed veterinarian. Thank you. Two, I'll be discussing a couple of holidays that I do not observe or celebrate. Um, I did research them, but that's not the same as being part of that community. Um, I'm aiming to be respectful of these holidays and the folks that celebrate them or observe them. Uh, but if I do make any errors, please, please uh, let us know via our email or social media, because I will definitely put any corrections in the next episode if I messed anything up. Alrighty. So let's talk about what food and holiday items you should not share with your cat, guys. Um, and, and also probably your dog. The dog's uh, like in there too for a lot of these. Um, let's start with Hanukkah, uh, which uh, has ended by the time this episode's out. Because um, it was on from the 18th to the 26th in 2022. So sorry about that. Um, but, but for next year. For next year. Uh, first... Uh, don't share those delicious latkes with your feline friends, um, because they sometimes have onion, um, which can cause anemia in cats, and is also not good for dogs in larger amounts. It, it tends to be onions are more severe for cats, um, but just don't. Uh, and if your family doesn't have latkes with onions, um, if they're fried, which they usually are, they can be way too fatty for your catty's pancreas. So, just like <laughs> skip it. Don't give them the latkes. Um, next, if you are giving chocolate gelt to loved ones, um, remember that those should not include your cat or, include your cat or dog. Um, uh, chocolate specifically has mexylxanthanine in it. I think I said that okay. Um, which can Holy cause gastro issues, um, in both, uh, dogs and cats, Best case scenario is diarrhea. Worst case scenario is death. Uh, also, the gold wrapper can cause blockages. So if your pet uh, 
gets into these by accident, best to take him to the vet. Um, just like take care of that tummy. And I do feel bad for missing Hanukkah, <laughs> but after some research, I found out that Tu Bishvat, Tu Bishvat, I think I'm saying that correctly, uh, is coming up in early February of 2023. This holiday um, is a Jewish holiday, or rather like a celebration slash observance of spring, trees, nature, all of the things that come from them. Um, it seems to be a lot of different things. And uh, from most descriptions I, sa- I found, it's been compared to like Earth Day or Arbor Day. Um, so one part of this holiday is eating fruits or nuts from trees, which is great for humans. Double check those fruits and nuts for kittens because um, <laughs> nuts specifically can be too fatty and cause pancrea- pancreas issues again. So... Ouch. Yeah, just like, don't, don't, if you have the cedar plates, don't let the cat on it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway, next, let's, let's look at Christmas, which has also already happened by the time this episode is out. Um, Whoops, did it again. (laughs) Anyway, next year, though, uh, we already warned you about the nuts. So keep those chestnuts on the open fire to human gobs only. Also watch for the open fire. Watch out. Just yeah. don't let the cats near that, probably. Um, uh, if you have poinsettias out, um, keep them away from dogs and cats. They're not immediately, like, terrible for them. So if they get, like, a couple chomps on the leaf, that's okay. But they they are, like, they can give them diarrhea and, like, other issues if you do let them eat it. So... They're just, yeah. they're not a tasty treat. Um, oh, and weigh that tree down. Just too many cats climb up trees and have the tree fall on them. Um, so weigh it down. Um, also, if you're decorating with tinsel, uh, cats will want to play with that. And it can cause blockages. Um, also, if you have any glass bulbs, those can be knocked over, you know, and then little paws, pity paws. Um, you know, there's a lot of interesting hacks of how f- folks keep their pets from, like, destroying or knocking over stuff. And a lot of modern ornaments <laughs> are plastic, so you don't usually have the issue of breaking them. Um, but if you do have any, like, fancy, you know, um, you know, glass ornaments, you know, maybe put them up high where a uh, kitty can't get them. Or, you know, have, like, a small little like happy tree that you keep in like an enclosed area where you keep those expensive scary things. Everyone has different uh ways that they uh combat the cat and the tree. Um so and also uh if you ha- have a live tree or like a um an actual like Christmas tree and not like a plastic one, uh make sure that Katie's not chewing on it too much. It like pine's not absolutely terrible for them, but uh it's just not good for them to continue to chew on a plant that's probably been, you know, exposed to all sorts of stuff. Um, and if you notice that your cat, like, just cannot keep away from chewing on the real tree, maybe get a plastic one. Um, you know, just, you know, if the, if it's something they can't stop. I know for a fact, like, Jinx, um, our family's cat, loves sleeping under our tree. She doesn't usually chew on it, but my God, she loves yeah. sleeping under it. It's her favorite spot. Amira... Amira loved to sleep under when we had a real tree at my mom's house. She loved to just hang out under there. She wouldn't really do much. Like, mm-hmm. she would just chill under there. But man, my roommate got a fake tree. She was 
up in yeah, it. Yeah, it really she might depend like... on your cat, and, and it might depend on your family, how you celebrate. Like, I've never had a real tree. We had our first, like, fake tree for so long. Like, we were those people where they're like, <laughs> it is more environmentally healthy to have, like, the tree for, like, 25 years. We were that family. Like, we only very recently yeah. got another fake tree because we needed to downsize. So, um... <laughs> Uh, just, you know, it really depends on your pet. Um, if you have a new pet and they've never been exposed, I would definitely just, like, put the tree up without any decorations on and, like, kind of see how they react to it before, like, putting any really expensive or, like, precious heirloom ornaments on there. Um, or, you know, just put on some plastic bulbs if you want to see how they react, if, if you just want to get the full idea. For most... Research I did, just, like, watch out for the tinsel that seems to be the most common, because it does definitely looks like a cat toy. Um, and yeah. that that's the one where we're seeing that ingestion and those blockages happening. Um, so watch out for the tinsel, put it up high, or put it, like, over, like, a window somewhere they can't get it. Um, anyway. Uh, we've hit Christmas. Let's go to Kwanzaa, which is still happening. We didn't miss Kwanzaa. Right, you got one. Um, we're halfway through Kwanzaa right now. Um, when this episode's coming out, it started on uh, the 26th of December and ends January 1st. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah, happy Kwanzaa. Um, after researching it, um, it, the sixth night of Kwanzaa, there's a feast usually, and the food served is usually inspired by African dishes um and this can vary greatly based on who's celebrating like influences from where their own family came from their own personal history preferences so there's not like a specific like kwanzaa dish that'll be on every plate like it really like i looked it up and it's just like it really depends on the family or who is celebrating it. So, uh, yeah. look at what's on your plate. Look at the resources I have listed. Um, and if you want your uh, pet to join in on the celebration and the feast, um, maybe just give them some nice, you know, pet approved food. Like give them a nice little treat, you know, for that evening. Um, yeah. And, and if you, uh, the rule of thumb is if you're not sure, don't let your cat eat it. <laughs> So, you know, if, if you really don't know and Google's telling you like three different things, just don't, just like, don't let them eat it. So, um, and finally, uh, it hasn't happened yet. New Year's alcohol is bad. Alcohol is bad for your dog. It is bad for your cat. It is bad for them. Do not let your pet have alcohol. Um, if you are in using any other substances, um, you know, some that some that are legal in some states in some countries and not legal in others. That's also bad for your cat and dog. Keep it away from them. Don't let them drink it. Don't let them have it. Uh, if you want to do something special for them, same, like I said, with the Kwanzaa, give them like a special little treat. You know, maybe give them an extra little bone or something that they haven't had or give your cat like an extra greenie. Um, you know, it's... <laughs> it's not the time to be like, I think my cat, you know, there's that, there's that catnip wine that cats can have. Try that. Like if you want to do yeah. a toast with your cat, you definitely can, but maybe do it with tuna water. Um, and also you, yeah. you also don't have to have alcohol. You can have some sparkling juice. So, um. They probably shouldn't have that either. No, they can't have that either. But it's you enjoy. Most, uh, uh, the, 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 the ingredient that i mentioned that's in chocolate that's in caffeine too 
um, and coffee. So ah. it's, 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 it can cause like heart murmurs. So like any sort of sparkling beverage, even if it's not caffeinated, it may not have that, but it, this like, you know, don't give it to your pet. They don't really like carbonated drinks and they don't, they shouldn't really drink it. Cause there's like artificial sweeteners and stuff they just shouldn't have. So have a happy holiday, guys. Um, sorry we missed Hanukkah on Christmas, but hey, we still have Kwanzaa and New Year's. Um, and just keep this knowledge in your back pocket for next year. Um, if you're celebrating one of those holidays that we missed. And uh, have a safe and good holiday and rest of your year from Warrior Cats. What is that to you? Yeah, happy holidays. Woo. All right, you ready? Yes. We just found out we don't have to warn our sister about anything. I mean, we didn't really find out. We kind of just assumed that. Yeah. Also, I feel like I would tell my sister, like, hey, I had, I haven't ever had, like, I didn't have a dream about Terry and Weston, like, living happily ever after. But I feel like if I did, I probably would have mentioned it to her. Like, hey, I had a straight up vision (laughs) of you and your boyfriend, like, being happy. Like, that's just a nice thing to say. I mean, I guess it's more, um, their destinies are intertwined and inseparable. We'll see if that equates to happiness in the future. I'm just saying it's a very pleasant, you know, it was what I was talking about earlier this episode. It's a very pleasant vision compared to the ones we usually yeah, get. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, we're interpret. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's so fun. She's like, it has nothing to do with me. Okay, I'm going to interpret this the most generous and happy way I possibly can. If it has anything to yeah, do with me great. or not my sister, apparently, I'm going to interpret it as I'm the devil. It's me. I'm Satan. Well, comfort engulfs leaf pool, and she curls up to sleep. I just like how she's like, I can't sleep. I'm gonna go f- go find somewhere very uncomfortable outside by a lake. Which I don't know if you guys have ever slept by a lake or been by a lake at night. It's cold. Lakes are cold at night because there's no there's nothing blocking the wind. It's freezing, and water's <laughs> not warm. It's not a conductor. Wait, it is conductive. Well, her eyes open in what felt like an instant. She's in the hollow, and a sweet scent drifts around her. Where's my mentor? Uh, She's dead glad- now. It shouldn't be you anymore. Aren't you Aren't you glad that you got a spotted leaf button? It's a very beautiful button. This woman's a villain. <laughs> Why is she here? <laughs> Well, Leafpool remembers the last time they spoke and sprang to her paws, she trembling s- with anger. Oh, good. Yes. Wait a minute. I do want this to happen. You lied to me, <laughs> Leafpool shouted. She told her to leave ThunderClan and go away with Crowfeather, and Cinderpelt died Beat her up. she left her clan. Beat her up. Kid her. Peace, dear one, no. Spotted Leaf says. That's not an option. And jumps down to brush her muzzle against Leafpool's shoulder. Touch me! She told Leafpool to follow her heart, and her heart lies with her clan. So, you sp- she followed her heart after all. Why didn't you specify? She's an idiot. 
Her her mentor could have told you that. By the way, where is she? We were literally worried about not talking to her ever. Does this mean we're doomed to talk to you? Leave! Leafpool stares, bewildered. Crowfeather had said the same thing. Then why didn't Spotted Leaf tell her that's what she meant? <laughs> Spotted Leaf asks if Leafpool would have listened, and her face was full of pained love. And she says that Leafpool needed to make the choice to go with Crowfeather. It was the only way for her to find out it was the wrong path. This idiot takes everything you say literally. Leafpool knows she's right. (sighs) But Cinderpelt died, she says miserably. Where is she? Spotted Leaf. Spotted Leaf says Cinderpelt knew what was going to happen. That's why she didn't stop Leafpool. And Spotted Leaf tells her that she'll carry the weight of her guilt for a long time. Oh my god! She promises that there's nothing Leafpool could have done to change what happened to Cinderpelt. Why wouldn't you mention that to me? Huh? Like, she knew that. Was there... You obviously like to break whatever rules you guys have in the afterlife, so why couldn't you have told me that? You're a bad friend, Spotted Leaf. You're a terrible friend. Spotted Leaf presses herself close to Leafpool, but it's not enough to ease her pain. Yeah, literally stop touching me. Leafpool says that since Cinderpelt has died, she hasn't seen her in her dreams, hasn't felt her presence, smelled her scent, or heard her voice. She must be angry with her. Yeah, it's almost as if Cinderpelt, no. maybe, hey, Spotted Leaf, maybe you can stop hogging the live cats, you freak, and let someone else do this. She would have felt better. No, Leafpool, Spotted Leaf tells her. Cinderpelt loved her. She wouldn't abandon her, even in death. But Cinderpelt's paws walk a different path for now. Uh-huh. Is Cinderpelt in hell? Leafpool feels a fresh wave of anxiety. She thought she understood the links between medicine cats and their ancestors. What was this other path? Cinderpelt wasn't wandering in that dark forest with Tiger Star, was she? <laughs> Is she? Is she doing it because you Spotted wouldn't Leaf- handle it? Spotted Leaf says that she can't tell Leafpool anything more, but promises that Cinderpelt is well. Why? And that she will see her again. Sooner than she thinks. Spotted Leaf, I am gripping you by the shoulders and asking you why. Why can't you tell us? You've broken every other rule. You've touched live cats. You've come here when no one wanted you. Why can't you tell us more? It's for Cinderpelt's sake. I'm going to punch you in the face. Don't say it's for Cinderpelt's sake. You never knew Cinderpelt. Spotted Leaf fades. Only her scent lingers Good. a heartbeat longer. Smell like crap. I just all every she smells like that like sugar pea like sweet pea body wash from Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> it smells cheap. I'm sorry if that's Bath your favorite body scent, works. but she smells like the gross version of it. <laughs> Leafpool opens her eyes to the lake. And she feels a fresh wave of grief. She wants to cry like a kit. 
but instead she rises and stretches. Spotted Leaf was like, Spotted Leaf, she was feeling good. You ruin everything. Wherever you are, Cinderpout, Leafpool says out loud. If she can hear her, Leafpool promises to never leave their clan again. She's their medicine cat now, and she'll follow in her paw steps until it's her turn to walk with Star Clan. And she hesitates before adding, But please, if Leafpool ever meant anything to Cinderpelt, come to tell her that she's forgiven. Spotted Leaf, I have a gun. And if you come back to her in her dreams before Cinderpelt does, I will kill you. Also, um... Very fascinating. I'm very. If I wasn't so absolutely mad, ugh, it's been it's been a, it's been a hot minute since I've had a full like spotted leaf meltdown. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but what? Where is Cinderpell? I don't think she's in the dark. I don't think she's in Daddy Dark Place or the Fun Guy. Forest. I will tell you that she is not in Daddy Dark Place. Well, it didn't make really. It doesn't make really like a lot of sense. Like she doesn't have like a huge. Con- it would make more sense if it was someone was more connect. I mean, she is connected to Tiger Star because like he's the reason why what happened to her happened. Um, yeah. But also, like maybe she she sent to Daddy Dark Place to get revenge. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna push you in front she's of like, a car. Like I'm gonna break all your legs one by one. <laughs> like that'd be funny, but I don't think that's what happened because I think. No, she's she's not in that. She's not in the fun guy forest. Like she's a she's a medicine cat, so I think it'd be weird. Well, I suppose I mean Leafpool's a live medicine cat. I just I don't think Cinderella has that like I don't know weird ability to get that deep into it. But I'm really curious about where no. she is now. Is she going to get Yellow Fang because she's been missing in action? <laughs> like she's she's stuck <sighs> at McDonald's. She's a manager of a McDonald's in like Alberta. She's like, you gotta, I wish Yellow Fang would stay the manager of McDonald's in Alberta. Stop, you always scare me with the future of Yellow Fang, which is terrifying to me. I'm just gonna say she does some things that I'm... Mm, 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 mm. Okay. I would forgive you like, would you like a little crimes. taste? Huh? I forgive her for the crimes I don't even know she's performed yet. I cannot. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I'd love a sneak peek. All right. A breeze through a hole in the den wakes Brambleclaw. And he had a good night's sleep with no dreams. I forgot we were nice. in his, we were in his uh, point of view. Yeah. Well, he's ready to get to work. Okay. Wow. Look at you, Chipper. Other cats are stirring around him, and he'd fallen asleep with Squirrelflight curled up by his side. But she's gone now. And his pal prickles when he sees that Ashfur is gone too. He hears them outside and he stops and listens. Look, Ashfur, Squirrelflight is saying, and it sounds like she's trying very hard to hold her temper. She's telling him that she cares about him as a friend, but she doesn't want anything more than that. But I love you. Ashfur protests. Oh my god! And he adds hesitantly that he knows they would be great together. 
Brambleclaw feels sympathy for him, because he remembers how he felt when he had lost Squirrelflight's affection. He's like, yeah, bro, she's the best. Just it's like, tough. God, imagine being Squirrelflight. Oh, poor thing. Just like having well, Squirrel... so many young Squirrelflight apologizes. Ugh. She apologizes. She never meant to hurt Ashfur, but Brambleclaw, she says... She thinks Star Clan has destined them to be together. That's so crazy. She didn't even have that vision. I mean, I guess she's just kind of like, it feels good. <laughs> feels right. Ashfur almost snarls. He doesn't know how she can say that. Chill. She said it herself that it's impossible to trust a cat with Brambleclaw's heritage. Well, he, he's a great she did cat, not but say he's that. still Tiger Star's son. She never said that. Ashford, what is your deal? That's a lie. Oh God, Brambleclaw, stop listening! It's gonna well, start spiraling. Sympathy vanishes. That's for sure. <laughs> He's like, oh, screw you. Well, Squirrelflight says hotly that she'll judge Brambleclaw by his own actions. No, yeah, you, and also please deny that because you didn't say that. Well, she's not going to judge him by something other cats did long before she was even born. Oh. And Ashfur insists that he's only thinking of her. No. He remembers Tiger Star. His paws were red with the blood of Innocent's cats. Does she know that he murdered Ashfur's mother to lure a pack of dogs to their camp? Well, Squirrelflight murmurs something that Brambleclaw can't hear, and then continues... But that doesn't mean Brambleclaw will turn out like his father. More cats are waking up, and Brambleclaw doesn't want to be caught eavesdropping. <laughs> so he steps out of the den. Squirrelflight turns and greets him. The sun was rising and driving off the chill of the air. But to Brambleclaw, the warmth in Squirrelflight's eyes was better. I'm glad he, he didn't like, decide to do a spiral about what ashford claimed no yet well so he goes and touches noses with her trying to ignore ashford's glare <laughs> ashford hey, bro. i didn't like okay wow i had much higher hopes for ashford i didn't think he was gonna yeah. be like this he's kind of crappy um pretty disappointed in you bro i thought you were cooler than this well, Brambleclaw asks Firestar if the Dawn Patrol has left. Firestar says no, but he'd like to lead one. So Brambleclaw invites Squirrelflight to join him. Also, like, and I feel like he never had brought up the thing with his mom and Brambleclaw before it had anything to no, do with he her. Hasn't. So I don't think you're thinking for her what's best for her, dude. I think you're thinking what's best for you. Yeah. Well, Ashfur says abruptly that he's going to go check on Birchpaw and stalks Good, away. Have fun. Freak. Squirrelflight watches him leave, troubled. She says that she's sorry he's been hurt. She thought he might have been the right mate for her, but he's not. And she doesn't know how to make him understand that. Girly, listen. <clears throat> People be bitter. People hate. When they see that you're succeeding, they hate when you have a cute new, well, the same 
boyfriend you used to have um and also <laughs> I, I guess he's kind of a freak i like i'm sorry i ever like gave him like kind of a chance i, I used to be like very forgiving yeah, to him and now i'm like wow no this guy is scary um a lot of red flags here you don't have to be friends with him like you weren't no you don't like you were trying to be friends with brambleclaw remember how that didn't work out you don't have to be friends with Ashfur. Like, you can just be co-workers. Oh, my God. So, we're at the... Oh, my God. So, she got back with the manager. It's weird now. Uh, well, it's less weird now because he manages a different store. Um, she's now the manager of... I forgot where I put ThunderClan. Um, Barnes & Noble. Yeah, Barnes & Noble. But Ashfer, who she trained, was her trainee. It's different than, like, having a, a, a mentorship. Because training someone at yeah. work is, like... They could either be your best friend or your worst enemy. Um, anyway, so she's, he's like obsessed with her. She's like, I'm a manager. I can't have like preferences. I'm not going to give you the opening shift on Sunday every day. (laughs) I know that you love the church grandmas, but it's, it's actually weird and you've made them uncomfortable and they are our biggest buyers. So I need you to not ever counter counter AU. Brambleclaw's the manager of the store, but Squirrel Flight now manages the Starbucks that is inside the Barnes & Noble. Oh, that's so much better. And so Ashford's always hanging around, like, by, because he's still, like, yeah, she trained him at Barnes & Noble, but she left him. Yeah, and, and he's now like, and, he, and, and she's like, go get on the floor. Yeah. Go tell, like, go I, tell Breda that no, Moomin is not in stock, even though the website said so. all right so there's nothing so she doesn't know how to make him understand um, there's nothing brambleclaw can say to that um so he presses his muzzle to hers briefly but he wonders whose side their clan would take ashfur was popular with all of their clan mates who cares meanwhile his strongest friendships had been made on his journey and all but Squirrel Flight were in different clans. So I guess he's just worried, like, oh, are people going to, like, be like, oh, she shouldn't be with him. She should be with Ashfur. Where it's like, well, no, that's not what she wants. So, like, maybe get out of this. No one, I, dude, listen, 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 listen. Yeah, I don't think really anybody Yeah, cares. like, j- literally, people just love to goss. The only person you should be care about getting the <sighs> approval of is Sandstorm. Yeah. Honestly. Not even Firestar. And also Firestar Stan Lee doesn't pay enough side. attention. I don't even think he knew that her and Ashford were almost a thing. I think he just was like, yeah, you and Brambleclaw are getting along well. Do, 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 do. <laughs> he didn't even notice you guys broke <laughs> up. He's just like, I'm just waiting for grandkids. And she's like, excuse me, we broke up two months ago. <laughs> and now he's like, grand, grand, grand grandkids? <laughs> she's like, dad. He wants, he's like, He was kind of psyched about Leaf Pool and Crow Feather because he even thought he was gonna. He's like, I found the cheat code. Yes, my daughter has given up everything that I've ever worked for, but maybe I'll get grandbabies. <laughs> he has another daughter who is uh, <laughs> legally able to. He doesn't to, care. And, uh, He's like, I've never been mentally stable. Why would I think that my kids would be? Oh my gosh. 
Well, Brightheart emerges from the warrior's den and looks around for Cloudtail. And she spots him outside the nursery, talking to Daisy while her three kits tumbled around them. Also, like, Firestar, the once kitty pet, asking his kids to stick to, like, the rules is rich. He'd be like, yeah, my daughter is the first medicine cat in, like, a million moods to have kids. And what of it? Fight me. (laughs) JK, because Yellowfang had kids. No, but that people know of. Yeah, fair. Brambleclaw sees sadness in Brightheart's gaze and feels a stab of anger. Made her sad. Cloudtail must have bees in his brain if he can't see how he's hurting Brightheart with the attention that he's giving to Daisy. Oh, I forgot about this. Remember this? Yeah. She- Oh, yeah. Bro, stop making your beautiful, beautiful wife insecure. Well, Brambleclaw asks Brightheart if she'd like to go on Dawn Patrol with them, but she promised Leafpool that she'd help her this morning, and she asks if they can have Whitepaw again. Brambleclaw says that he thinks that's a good idea, since Brackenfur is busy in the nursery. Before she leaves, she tells Brambleclaw softly that it's really great to see him and Squirrel flight back together. Aww. Oh my god, protect her with your life. Every, hey, not just <sighs> you, Brambleclaw, but everyone. I everyone. Oh, crap. Oh, no. She's becoming my favorite character, which means her life is in imminent danger. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Brambleclaw grabs Dustpelt and Spiderleg to join them on patrol. The patrol is going to head over to the Shadowclan border. Because WinClan had helped him, so, um, helped them. So, Brambleclaw doesn't think One Star is gonna take advantage of their weakness, like, right after the Badgers. Because they were there for the Badgers. Like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be that two-faced. Um, but Blackstar's another story. So if he's heard, <laughs> he might be like, oh, I was gonna take a little nibble out of ThunderClan territory. When they're walking by the lake, Brambleclaw realizes how good it feels to have Squirrel Flight at his side again. <laughs> and he sends Spiderleg ahead to check out all the scent markers where they should, like, make sure all the scent markers are where they should be. And they'll follow more slowly to renew their markers and make sure ShadowClan hasn't been in their territory. I also would not want her as a enemy. No. Heavens, no. So if I could have her as a girlfriend, pff, I'm winning. And when they reach the point where the stream veered deeper into ShadowClan territory, Dustpelt lets out a hiss. He can't believe they let ShadowClan put their markers here. The stream should be the boundary, and any cat can see that. Squirrelflight's tail curled in amusement, and she tells Dustpelt to tell that to Blackstar. He might get away with bull his ears. I don't need him. Dustpelt's like, I'll be a no continues on. A cat is suddenly racing towards them through the trees. It's Spiderleg. He found something really weird, and they have to come look. Show us the cryptid, boy! It's some weird two- It's some weird two-leg thing, and he's never seen anything like it. Are we about to find a baby? 
Womp womp. I don't know. You'll have to wait till next God, week. God, I hope we just found a baby. I I think I've already made this joke where I'm like, we adopt a child. A human child. Yeah, you, you think they found a baby? No. Um, a bicycle? Um, A bike. I like, that'd be fun. So it's not a monster. It's not a car. It's not like, we already had like the, the gas thing. So, jeez. Mm-hmm. I don't. Although Spider Leg never saw that, so well, uh, maybe. Yeah, but I think he was told about like the smell and stuff, so I feel like that'd be maybe. Um, I I don't think it's gas because we've already done that, and that's so boring to do it again. Fair. Um, <laughs> a weird two like thing. Maybe it's another hiking sign that we can't identify for like weeks on end until like five people <laughs> message us being like, "Yeah, it's this." Um, although, um, spider legs pretty panicked, so it's something that maybe a lawnmower. he could be a danger. A lawnmower. Mm. That's, wow, that's it. You got it. You're welcome. You got it in five. Congratulations. Ding, ding, ding. What do I win? An outro. Hey, guys. So, <laughs> if you... <laughs> also want to identify uh, after five tries what this mysterious two-leg thing is, you can follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at WCWITCast. Or if you want to shoot us an email to help us get in one, actually, please don't spoil. You guys have never done that. You're great. Uh, but you can email us at WCWITCast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to help out the podcast, be like, hey, oh my gosh, I forgot both Hanukkah and Christmas. Here's a podcast episode you should listen to as a gift. Um, it's Happy Kwanzaa. Um, here you go. I didn't forget these holidays. I super didn't. Um, this no, I mean we we recorded an extra episode last week, so we're actively recording this on the seventeenth. So we're we're working a little yeah. bit into the future because we uh, it's going to be a busy time. Just in case, yeah. So, but I I was like, oh man, yeah, I'm gonna give these cat facts perfectly on time, and then I realized I missed both holiday or two of the like four holidays. <laughs> so yeah, I could not think uh, that far ahead for. I still haven't sent out my Christmas gifts, except for yours. You're the only Christmas gift that's been um, sent out. We stay winning Because here. I just did it through Etsy. Here, give a, maybe an early or late gift to your friend and have them listen to the podcast if you think that they would enjoy yeah. um, a weird ex conversation and a sisterly vision of happiness. Um. And Spotted Leaf. And Spotted Leaf. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Thank you.